I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. Thank you to those who have taken the time to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps gain more exposure. So if you haven't, I would love if you could take the time, obviously if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could take the time, just a moment to rate, review or subscribe wherever you listen to your episodes. So I'm delighted to say that Nook have come on board and will be supporting the podcast over the next couple of months. For over 60 years, Nook has used the latest medical science to develop products that have helped over 50 million children and their parents. The invention of the original Nook Teat, inspired by Mother Nature, to today's vast range of baby care products, each designed to make life that little bit easier for parents and children, means that Nook is a household name and a recent poll revealed their soother to be the most popular in Ireland. Nook products are constantly designed and developed with input from medical professionals, midwives and most importantly, the people who know more than anyone else about what a baby bottle needs to offer, mothers. With great products from learning to eat, a range of soothers for breastfed and bottle fed babies and household and care products, Nook has product solutions that make life easier for parents and children. Available in Macaulay Pharmacy, McCabe's Pharmacy, Lloyd's Pharmacy and also selected Dunn stores and pharmacies nationwide. So I will link Nook, uh, their social media and their website on the show notes. In this week's episode, I chat to Nadia and Nadia talks me through her three pregnancies and four births. So she gave birth to her first little girl when she was 19 years old and she had quite a traumatic experience. There was a forceps intervention and it was a quite of a tough time in both herself and her partner's life at the time. She then fast forward a couple of years and they had settled, had their own house and they decided to add to their family and they didn't conceive as quickly as they had conceived with their first little girl. They did conceive and she gave birth to her little girl Isabel which was a really positive experience. They decided to add to their family once again but this time she was pregnant with twins. So Nadia shares what it was like to receive that news and her husband, it was really funny how how her husband discovered himself. She she didn't actually see the screen at the time so um, it's really nice to listen in on such a a private infant moment and uh, she had an amazing positive vaginal birth supported by 
a midwife who was looking out for her the whole way through. So a really nice story. Uh, so enjoy this week's episode and I will chat to you soon. Nadia, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting to you today. Thank you. Do you want to just start by giving us a little introduction to you and your family? Yes. Yeah, so my name is Nadia and my husband's name is Aaron. And we have, we live in beautiful West Cork and we have a daughter, Alice, who's 12. We have Isabel, who's three. And then we have twins, Adam and Grace, and they will be two in September. So mad, madhouse. <laughs> oh, I'd say it's mad, all right. So when we dive into your first pregnancy, was your pregnancy planned? Yeah, no, I only knew Erin a couple of months. <laughs> I was like... Oh, will we go to cinema? What's your second name? By the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, big shock. I was 19. It was kind of first year of college. We had met in college and um, yeah, found out I was pregnant. Um, my mom was delighted. <laughs> she had me when she was 21, I think. So she was, yeah, she was a young mom as well. So she was delighted. But um, I was in shock, all right. But it was, I got used to it. I changed my course and um, I did early childhood studies then. And then she came in March. Um, pretty straightforward kind of pregnancy. I didn't really know. I didn't know anyone who had had babies or mm. what to expect or anything like that. So um, I just kind of carried on as a normal kind of thing. Um, what was your living situation? Were you still living at home then or did you move out? I was still living at home and Aaron's mom had actually, I was six months pregnant with Alice and his mom had passed away um, from cancer. She was only 54. So we were kind of thrown into the deep end when we <laughs> first got together <laughs> pregnancy and then his, the loss of his mom. So we had that kind of trauma during it. So I just kind of got on with things, you know, um, the best that you can. So I was living with my parents and then towards the end of the pregnancy, Erin moved in with us then. So, and I was still doing college. Alice is actually five days old and I went in to do my exams. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, mom, I have such a good support network. Mom and dad are great. Like, Erin was still working. So, <laughs> yeah. And how did you give birth? Was it of a vaginal birth or? Yeah, so I went in. It was actually quite a long birth. Um, I went in, so I had kind of pains Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Um, and we were about an hour and a half away from our my maternity hospital. So I just kind of rang them. Now, my two aunts are public health nurses as well, so they were helping me. Um but yeah, they kind of said, go on the way up. I had pains every five minutes. I literally got a pain and it was every five minutes from then on. And so I thought like, oh God, she's going to come now soon. So no, they checked. I went up, I think around 11 a.m. They checked, I think I was like one centimeter. Um, but they said they'd hold on to me because the pains were so quick. They were so close together. And then they, um, we were so far away. And what was it then? Um, yeah, she, my waters broke Friday evening. And then she was born Saturday morning and I had a forceps delivery. I always like the thought of forceps, but, you know, it is what it is. Like they had to get her out. So they used forceps. 
But I think I carried that for a long time, like that I didn't push her out myself. And I had a lot of that after the birth of Isabel, because Isabel's birth was quite straightforward. And I had a lot of like, that's the way it should have gone. But, you know, it just it is what it is like. Um, so, yeah, she was a big baby. She was 813. Um, she I remember my dad actually coming in to see her straight away after. And oh, she was all marked like she had a big kind of like mark around her eye and her, you know, um, sore ear and stuff from the forceps. But like that's gone in like two or three days. She was perfect. Um, yeah, I think I had a pisnotomy as well. Didn't even know what a pisnotomy was before I had it. Sure, I did. I didn't know. Like, did you have an epidural? I had an epidural. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So like once my waters broke on the Friday evening, um, it was like visiting hours. I don't remember actually. It was visiting hours for everyone else in the ward. Like everyone else kind of had their babies and I was there like contractions every five minutes, whatever, breathing. And the next thing I got up out of the bed because I was having another contraction and my waters just went all over the floor. And I could see everyone like scattering to like pick up their bags and everything. Yeah, yeah. no one help you no <laughs> no but they weren't visiting me they were visiting other babies it doesn't matter <laughs> I just always remember like whoops um and the consultant came to check on me then and he said oh when your contractions become like five minutes apart you can come down and have an epidural I was like they've been five minutes apart for the last two days so they sent me straight down and had the epidural and I got some sleep because I hadn't ate or slept or anything in the last like two days. How did you feel then when she arrived? Um, yeah, like looking back, I was so young, like, and like I had packed clothes that I was wearing before I even got pregnant. I thought like you wouldn't have any bump after or, you know, I just I wasn't aware of that. Um, so I think... And like my mom and dad are so good as well. They just kind of like rallied around me. My mom was like Alice's second mom. Like, um, and then when I had to go back and do my exams and stuff, um, she was just there. It was great. And Erin was doing exams as well in college. Um, God, intense time for both of you. It was, it was, yeah. But look, Alice is amazing. Like, um, How did you choose to feed her? I bottle oh I tried feeding her actually um but I wasn't aware I had um inverted nipples so and I didn't even know that would have been an issue or anything so I tried the shields and I think I was in hospital for four days um and they it just wasn't working so um they kept saying how big she was and I wasn't giving her anything or so I just I gave in to the formula then yeah um but she tried like straight away yeah I think she was quite jaundiced as well just from all the marks and stuff um so they were keen to get her fed and stuff. So when did you decide to add to your family? Yeah so we moved into our house in 2012 and so Alice was born in 09 we moved into our house in 2012 we got engaged in 2013 and then we got married in 2015 and it was like pretty much the three of us getting married not just myself and Erin Alice was a big part of us 
and um I actually went I was rowing before so I went back rowing again and I know like Aaron was really keen for a baby I knew like as soon as we got married he was like let's have another baby he's like baby mad like it's not he's like the mom like you know he just wants all the babies and I was like no 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 we're gonna wait a while so um what was it yeah I was kind of rowing for maybe a year and then I was going for my smear and I actually had the copper coil at the time and I said um I said to my um doctor then I was like oh while I'm getting my smear I'll just get out my copper coil and maybe go on the pill for a while or something and she was like okay and she was talking me through like all the different conceptions and all that and I said yeah grand because I was actually on the pill I'd say when I was pregnant with Alice I got pregnant on the pill and I was still taking it even though I was pregnant and I didn't know um so yeah she was talking me through all the different options and so she took out the copper coil and I was kind of leaving and I said if I didn't take any contraception now like what what kind of time frame are we thinking that I would get pregnant and she said oh I'll see you next month kind of thing so I was like oh my god so I went home and we myself and Erin spoke about it we said okay look maybe this is the right time we'll have a bit, another baby so I was like okay yeah um and like two years passed and we had not got pregnant um so that and you just become obsessed with calendar and tests oh, I spent a fortune on tests I literally would do a test in the morning I get my period that evening like I used to do them all the time um but I think it was them it was coming up to the month I got pregnant with Isabel and I just said to Erin I was like that's it we have to go to the doctor now there's something not right you know and I got pregnant that month we couldn't believe it yeah yeah I think we just took the pressure off ourselves maybe and just like well we'll have to go to the doctor now we have to do something else and it just happened and how did how did you cope as a couple I always think um, couples are incredibly strong to go through something like that because it's constantly, uh, no doubt, at the forefront yeah. of your mind yeah, all of the yeah. time. It's like, I don't want to be vulgar. It was just a job. At the yeah. end. You know, the, yeah. the romance yeah. was taken out of it. It was just, and then we could see like Alice is getting older. Um, you know, that pressure was on us as well. Um, even though I'm like, we are young, gosh, like I had Isabella 29. Um or 28 yeah 29 <laughs> and um yeah so we were just like what is going on like we literally looked at each other and got pregnant with Alice um we yeah there was but we were okay like we just knew like this wasn't right let's go to the doctor and then it was that month and we got pregnant with her yeah so how did you feel then when you saw that test? Did you have a late period or were you consistently testing every I month? I was like consistent. I was like a serial tester. Like, yeah, I, um, I had done a test a few days before and um, it said nothing had come up. It was a negative, whatever. And I was like, oh, it's too early, whatever. So then I did another one and then it came up and um yeah, I couldn't believe that. And of course, it was like the evening. I was like, oh, is this for certain? Like, you're meant to do it in the morning. And um, and your mom was up having coffee with me. And she was like, oh, you're what makeup are you wearing? Like, it's glowing. And I was like, am I glowing? And it's like, she knew sort of like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. 
And I literally had done the test like that day. <laughs> yeah, so we were ecstatic. We told people, like I had early scans with Isabel. Um, so we told, like, we, I, I was seeing a, a new doctor at the time, actually. And he had said he was an English doctor. And once I said I was pregnant, he sent me up to people would know this now living in Cork. It's in CH Marine or C. C-U-M-H, it's in um, it's Ashling Suite, so it's the early pregnancy unit. So they send you there for early scans, and he sent me there. As soon as I went in to say, oh, I'm pregnant, he was like, you need to go and get a scan straight away. So I was like, okay. I was only about six or seven weeks. So, like, for my first few scans, she did put a scare on us. Like, we couldn't see a heartbeat. She was so small. It was like a tiny dot, you know. Um, so I went up three times and then on the eighth week then we saw the heartbeat so why why did he send you up so early I don't know I don't know he was I don't know he was a a new doctor in the clinic um I'm not sure why maybe that's the practice wherever he had come from before um so yeah so yeah her pregnancy was easy enough um I actually had started a new job in September and she was due in December and no one knew I was pregnant for ages. <laughs> yeah. Until I, I think I was like 30 something weeks. And I remember sitting at the table and they were like, oh, you're going to the Christmas party. And I was like, no, why would I want to be going there? You'd be all drunk and I'd be there with my bump or whatever, like 30 something weeks. And they were like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I worked as a special needs assistant in a secondary school. So there was a, a lot of staff, like my boss knew I was pregnant. But um, yeah, a lot of the staff didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think, yeah, that Christmas passed and I was hoping she would have been there by Christmas, but she wasn't. She was due the 31st and myself and Alice got up on the 30th and we're like, we're walking pounding the roads now today we're walking walking getting this baby out and we came home and it was dark kind of in the evening and it was about four o'clock and I got my first pain but I had kind of pains the day before like they went away so I was like oh I wonder will these stick now and straight away every five minutes I rang the hospital this time and they said yeah like the weather was really bad there was power outages in some of the towns on the way up to Cork. So they said, get on the road straight away, kind of around seven o'clock when I rang. And I went and had a shower, blow dried my hair, repacked my bag. My dad came up then. And I think I finally agreed to go into the car around nine because I was thinking it was going to take a few days. So I, I didn't want to leave Alice. And um, But I think I had a contract. I was just going out the door. And I think I had a contraction. I must have made like a few noises and my dad was standing there and I turned around after the contraction, like right as rain, like, I'll just have a cup of tea now before I go. And my dad was like, get out into the car right now. You're not having no cup of tea, get out. So I arrived up to the hospital around 11, I think, was it half 10, 11? And I was, holding onto the walls and the waiting room was jammers like there was no seat in the waiting room so I was waiting in the corridor and I was up against the wall like breathing I'd say nearly shouting at this stage and 
I was like, oh, please let me be more than two or three centimeters, please. Because that was like the last time with Alice, I was one. And this woman, the midwife came out and she was like, oh my God, what's your name? And I was Nadia Collins. She was like, come in straight away. So she checked me straight away and she was like, you're five or six centimeters. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. So I went downstairs and they gave me the epidural. I said straight away, book me for an epidural. Do you mind a room or anything? I need the epidural straight away because I was thinking it was going to take a few, you know, 12 hours at least, you know, um, for the rest of it. And she was like, fine. Yeah, yeah. So the anaesthetist was nearly waiting in the room until I came down. So I got my epidural straight away and she was born. I nearly have to look my notes. She was born at, yeah, 10 to 2. So it was quite a lot faster than Alice. And there was no interventions this time around in comparison to Alice's birth? No. Oh, yeah. So I, no, no forceps. No, I know before I started pushing, I just turned around the midwife. I was like, just get the forceps out now because I'm not going to be able to do it. Just, you know, and I was crying and I did get a bit emotional. I didn't think I would be able to do it. I didn't believe in myself. Um, but she was like, no, no, you have this, you got it. Like she was so good. And, um, yeah, I just, and in the end, I think I was only pushing like four or five times and then I just breathed her out then. Um, yeah, it was lovely experience. Had you attended any classes in preparation for her birth? I did with Alice. but I didn't, I didn't with Isabel. Um, I think I just kind of put it in the back of my mind the whole time. Like I, I was very much like, even with Alice, like, oh, if they would mm. ask me to do anything, I would do it. Or if they asked me, oh, you need to go and have sex. You know, yeah. I wouldn't second guess them anything. Um, so I was very much like that with Isabel. Like I said, look, if I need the forceps again, I'll have them. You know, it's just, the baby's health at the end of the day and my health as well but you know just to get the baby out I would have done anything you know um but it was much more a positive experience but even the midwife after was like you probably should have gone and talked to someone I had a lot of kind of pent-up anxiety that didn't kind of come until the birth or whatever but um no it was all good thank and how did yeah. you choose to bottle feed um with Isabel I tried feeding with Isabel then and she fed oh my gosh she fed amazing for the first I was only in hospital so that was like the night of the 30th and then did I go home no did I go home the next day oh no that was the 29th so she was born the third the night of the 30th I stayed that night and then I went home the next day and she was feeding amazing and then I just had one bad feed and I was even, I got the lactation consultants and I got all the midwives to try and help me. It was like this excruciate, I don't know, it's probably normal like for breastfeeders, but like this awful pain in the back of my breast. Um, I It just, oh, toe curling, like I was bawling. It wasn't my nipples or anything. It was right in the back of my boobs. Like I just, I don't know, I just, and every feed, she was doing it was making it worse um so like even the lactation consultant was like massaging my breasts and stuff like that and she said 
they're quite lumpy. Maybe the milk kind of has to kind of move around the lumps or something. Um, but I just, I think I had enough at that stage. I was like, oh, look, I tried and it just wasn't really working. And I don't actually think my milk came through um, properly after that. Because I don't, I remember like with Alice, um, the milk was like leaking out of my breast, but I don't remember that with Isabel. So how did you feel as a second time mum? Did you feel a lot more at ease than the first time around? Yeah, like we were in our own house and um, Alice was delighted with her. Like she couldn't believe it. She had a sister. She was at a great age actually because she could help yeah, out. Yeah, she, yeah, she was nine. Like she was going to be nine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, or was she nine? She was nine, I suppose. Yeah. Um yeah, no, she oh, she was such a great help, and she slept on the floor at the end of our bed for like the first few months. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and Isabel, like she just slotted in. So we said we wouldn't wait around. We'll try and get pregnant straight away after Isabel. So we waited till she was about six months, and so that would have been June. I'm trying to think now. When did I get pregnant? I got pregnant in January then. Um, so it was just after my 30th and my friend was pregnant with twins and she kept saying to me, um, oh, come on, have another baby, you know, come on, because we had our eldest together. So she was like, come on, have another baby, get pregnant with me or whatever. And I was like, I'm trying. <laughs> and so I fell pregnant in January and my mom and Alice had just come home from a trip to South Africa. My mom had taken Alice to South Africa. Oh, wow. And yeah. And she was home that evening and I had done a test a few days beforehand before this. And I was peppering. I was like, how am I going to tell her now I'm having another baby? Cause I'm an only child. Um, and I always said like, Alice would be my only. And then when I had it as well, I was like, oh, Isabel would be, you know, the last one now. And then, yeah. So, um, I was like, I'm pregnant. And she was like, what, what? Oh my gosh, Isabel is only a baby. Um, but she got used to the idea then. And so I was six weeks, six or seven weeks, I think. I was very early on and I was in work and I was getting awful pains in my tummy. And I had told a close friend at work that I was pregnant and I started spotting quite a good bit. And I said to her one day, I was like, this is not right. I have to go home and at the time I couldn't get an appointment in the clinic it wasn't until like this was on a Monday or something and I couldn't get it until Friday and I was like no screw that I'm going straight in to try and get someone to see me so I went in and I was crying at the desk to the reception. and I was like you have to let me see a doctor you know and I didn't really kind of want to tell them it was so early and um a lovely doctor just came down the hallway she just grabbed my hand pulled me in and I said I think I'm miscarrying and she said, it sounds like you are. And um, she said, you can go up to Cork and get a scan if you want, but it probably won't show anything. You know, there's nothing you can kind of do. And I said, no, I think maybe sign me off for work for a week and then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. So she did. And it just so happened to be was it midterm at the time. Yeah, I think it was midterm. And so I had two weeks off and I literally sat on the couch like flat out. I didn't move, like trying to make it stick. And um, and it did. But I didn't go back to the doctor until 11 weeks. 
to my own doctor uh, I'd have a really good relationship with her and I walked in and I said and she was like oh have you news and I was like I do because uh, she knew that I wanted another baby straight away and um, she said how like what's your dates and I told her and she was like you're 11 weeks like what the hell and I said yes yeah. she's like you better go for a scan so she booked us for a scan the next week but I always had that like that bleeding and the pain that was always in the back of my head like I would have spotting intermittently since that that kind of major bleed and the pain ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I was, I was quite nervous going to the appointment. Erin came with me. Um... I got sick along the way. I hadn't been sick. Oh, yeah. So I had been, I had got really bad sickness. With, well, not bad, but I had morning sickness with Alice and Isabel. But I didn't have morning sickness with the twins. I, um, nothing. I had no pregnancy symptoms at all. Only the fact that it, I had no period. And did that cause you to feel even more anxious? Oh, big time. Oh, big time. I was like this. 
isn't right. And I was telling Aaron on the way up, I was like, look, just be prepared. I don't think this is going to go the way that we think it's going to go today. Like, you know, I just want you to be prepared. And, you know, so um, we were in the waiting room and we had actually met a couple who I would be friends with who had a baby the same time as Isabel. So we were like, oh, we're back together, you know, gas, like, and we were chatting away and it kind of took our minds off it. So we walked in and just before I got up, actually, this was really weird. This how it, this happened. I stood up in the waiting room and the button of my jeans just popped straight off. It was the weirdest thing because like they weren't like that at all. And Aaron was looking at me, he's like, what the hell was that about? I was like, I don't know. Um, that was like the only symptom I seemed to have had. My belly just went out. And um, so I sat down and we were kind of laughing with the midwife, like my button just popped straight off. And she was like, how have you been feeling? And I was telling her, she was like, okay. You know, the screen, when I'm lying down, the screen is like on the other wall. It's turned in such a way I can't, I couldn't see. You know, it's like an LCD screen. So when you look at a certain angle, I couldn't see it. But Aaron was sitting right across from me. So he was looking straight at it. So she's scanning away. And Aaron is sitting back in the chair and he goes, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's nothing. Like, And I just looked away and I was looking at the window. I was like, no, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. What is he like? What's so strange that he he's after jumping up now, you know? So she said, I'll get to that in a second. And I went you know sugar like you know it's not going to go the way it went so he said is that a mirror image or something what he kept asking like what is it what is that and she turned I said I I can't see anything here what are you talking about so she kind of turned the screen and you could see a white line and two babies two is that a mirror image that he said that (laughs) yeah Aaron was like is that a mirror image like what is that what's that white thing he kept saying like what's that white thing and I was like oh what is he talking about like and then she says well here's oh healthy my baby god one, and here's healthy baby too no twins ever in the family no twins and I have like my dad would have a lot of siblings no no twins um yeah it's mad like um yeah like still the 27th of March like it sticks in my brain the day our world was just turned upside down in like the most amazing way um yeah so I kept saying to her you promise do you swear she was like what the hell I wouldn't joke about this so then we were kind of like given our pictures and sent off then she was like oh the twin clinic will be in touch and so Aaron rang mom and of course he was like, they're all fine. Mom's like, oh, great. No, no, you're not listening to me. They're all fine. Are you trying to tell me something, Aaron? <laughs> yes, we're having twins. Like we had told a good family members a week before our scan. So we walked into his sister then and she was like, well, is it twins? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> how did you know God, that's something that people say naturally I think is a yeah. joke <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah I was up like every two weeks then 
and the twin flames is amazing they're so good like I could I kind of like feel sorry for people in COVID like they couldn't have visitors or you know to the scans or anything like that like I brought my dad to one of them like and he was afraid to ask anything in the scan he was like is everything okay she's like yeah yeah she's like have you any more questions he's like nope that was a lovely <laughs> idea actually that's a nice thing to do it's nice yeah yeah because it's just to me like people will look at my bump and be like huh? like there's two babies in there it's mad um so yeah so the excitement of that then I was telling Alice be careful what you wish for now in future <laughs> three siblings in the space of two years so what you just said there was three siblings in three years and less than three years yeah. how how did you feel how was your mind at that that time yeah yeah I was afraid like Isabel was gonna miss out and she's such a big character as well like you know um she's quite headstrong she's been in her she was in our bed until the day we went to hospital to have the twins so I was like what lasting effect is that going to leave on her but like she's just so good she loves them so much and um she was even though she was not aware of the situation but like she would talk to my bump and I'd say, oh, there's two babies in there. Now she thinks everyone who has a bump has two babies in there. <laughs> um, yeah. And like even Alice, she couldn't even say twins for the first few weeks. She'd be around like, we're having TWINS. We're having TWINS. Like she couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. And it just went, it went great in fairness. Like I was so lucky. Um yeah, so, so lucky. I think I had maybe one scare um, where I thought my waters broke at 31 weeks. Um, so I was actually sleeping on the couch. We have an L-shaped couch and I used to lie in it such a way that my bump would lie off the edge of it. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but um, whatever was comfortable, I did it. <laughs> I get comfort. And that summer it didn't seem that hot, actually, so I was OK in the heat as well. But I had got up from the couch and I had a big leak. Um, what I thought was my water, I had soaked my pants, soaked a bit of the couch. So I just went down to Erin and I said, oh, I'm after, I think I'm after breaking my waters maybe. And my friend also who had twins before me, just four months before me, her waters broke at 32 weeks. So I was like, oh, this must be it now, you know. So I rang the hospital. They said, come straight up. And they said, pack a big bag. You're going to be here for a while. So I went in and they checked. And the consultant in the ER room was like, he don't, he didn't think it was my waters. But um, they kept me in for three days. And they were checking pads. And the midwife was so good. Like, and they put them on the trace like a couple of times a day just to check they were fine. Um, trying to get twins on a trace <laughs> I don't know how they did it yeah. it's amazing um, they just be able to try and sort out which one is where or whatever and yeah by the third day they were like I don't think it was your waters I was like can you just let me go home it's embarrassing and all it's probably just we <laughs> um, so yeah they let me home and then I was fine until um, 37 weeks and um, my consultant from day one, since I went in there four months, he gave me a week and he was like, whatever day I'm inducing, 
you're going to be this week. So I always knew the end of September, um, which was great. Like I had it mm. uh, in my sights. I was counting down, like just get as far as the state. Yeah, because you would have had a lot to to organize, like with the house and getting everything that you need. It's not, oh, not, yeah. not the same as just obviously one. Yeah, I was so lucky as well. My mom took leave from work for three months. Oh, wow, yeah. So a week before the twins came, because she kept saying, like, do you think you're going to have them early? Do you think, like, should I take work early? And I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. But in fairness, I had no pain. Like, I had no pains. I had no Braxton Hicks, no nothing. Like, um, just the pressure down there. Like, my leg, my left leg was pretty, like, lame. but that was just from strain. I say my pelvis was just under a lot of strain and stuff. But I really looked after myself in that last week. I went for massages and um, I just did stuff to make myself comfortable. Like I knew I couldn't walk outside. So I sit on the couch, you know, I just took it really slow. Like, But I was so healthy. I was so lucky. Yeah. So the the 25th of September and um, well, the 24th, I went in to be induced and it was lovely actually because we went we all went to Cork (laughs) my parents and Aaron and Alison as well all stayed in a hotel and they dropped me off to CUH and I went in and they um I went in on Tuesday night and they gave me the gel at 11 p.m and I had heard of other friends and stuff having like two or three shots of gel so I knew like this will probably take a while so Aaron went home to the hotel <laughs> and they would ring him in the morning. Um, so I actually slept that night. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I started getting pains. Then I think around 5 a.m., I think. And um, just slight ones now, nothing major. And then they checked me around 6 a.m. And they said, yeah, we'll be able to break your waters. We'll do that now later on. And I couldn't believe it. Um were you so excited oh like you should have seen my face I was actually like like walking around the face <laughs> with a big smile like couldn't believe it yeah, like cool um and I was so trusting in them I was just you know if they have to section me they have to I was going for a vaginal birth you know hopefully everything will go okay twin one was head down twin two was transverse like lying across and everything just seemed to go great like um so I had my breakfast in the induction ward. They moved me down then to the twin, the twin delivery room. So the two, it was, it was surreal actually. I think when I walked in and saw the two newborn carts or whatever they're called, you know, like it's when you see the two of them, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's going to be two babies. You know, I had packed two of everything and the two Moses baskets were put up. The day I went up to Cork, like I had nothing in the house for me. So I'm desperate. <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, it was surreal. Um, so they, yeah, so they broke my wall. I went into the ward and I was meeting the midwives and people were kind of coming in and out. There was doctors and oh, the head consultant on the ward, just in case I had to go to the theatre, she was saying, like, oh, I'll be the one to take it to the theatre. And they were all coming in and um, chatting away. Aaron went for his breakfast. And then the doctor broke my waters at half ten. 
And I think it was around half 11, my main, mid- so I had a student midwife and a main midwife. And the main midwife was like, I'll go and have my quick cup of coffee now before I, things get started. And I was like, what? No, like, we'll be going for another while. And she's like, mm, no. <laughs> um, so I think I was fully dilated around 1 p.m. And it's mad watching like the protocol. Oh, I had an epidural. Sorry, I'm missing things out. Yes, I did have an epidural. It was nothing like the other epidurals I ever had. I felt nothing, nothing from the waist down. Absolutely. And they were so nearly like they kept telling me to press the top up. I never even knew there was a top up before. Like every 20 minutes, they were like, press that button, you know, keep it topped up. Um, I felt I felt nothing. Whereas before I would have felt pressure and pain and stuff like that with Isabella and Alice, I felt nothing with the twins. I I think I had a little bit of gas and air, um, but that was it. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, so when so I was fully dilated and the midwife starts ringing all these people and the ward like oh we're hoping to get pushing in the next hour like twin delivery um getting everything in place so there's people like coming in there's loads of students that went in and I'm like come on you have to learn come on away in your grand so there was four baby doctors there was two doctors for me there was I don't know was there five or six um students oh god yeah there was Aaron <laughs> and then there was my two midwives and so Grace's heart, our twin one, um, heartbeat kept kind of dipping. I suppose about 40, because I think they let you dilate and then they wait an hour, I think, for the babies to kind of come down. And yeah, Grace, Grace's heartbeat, twin one heartbeat started to kind of dip. And she was like, no, I'm not. I think it did it twice. And she was like, that's it. We're doing it. We're pushing now. This is it. Like, so I actually started getting panicky and I started crying, not having faith in myself that I would be able to push her out. And I had told like midwife this before when we were chatting. I was like, oh, I have four sets delivery. You know, I, I think I kind of I brought that into Isabel's birth as well. Um, hopefully I'll be able to push these out now, you know. And they kept saying how big they were as well. Um, so, that, of course, that was playing in my mind that I wouldn't be able to push them out. Um, so she, she was amazing. She got everyone out. So she told everyone outside, outside the door, let her push away. And when the baby's crowning, everyone come back in. So it was myself and Aaron, two midwives and one doctor. And I bared down and I pushed for maybe one push. And I was just about to push for my second one. And she starts laughing and she's like, stop, 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 stop. And she's laughing and Aaron starts laughing. And I'm like, what the hell are you laughing at? And she was like, her head is out. She's out. What? So we had to get everyone. Well, her head is out. Yeah, her head was like, she literally, I think it was like her forehead. Like Aaron was like, I can see her. I can see all of her ah. head. Yeah. So we had to like rush everyone back in. And so I was just panting for her coming out then. And I was able to put her on my chest. I was delighted with that. Oh. 
and she had like lovely black hair like and I knew the girl was going to, I knew actually that we were having a girl and a boy and I knew she was going to be born first yeah so put her on my chest and then they took her over to the cart whatever and then they're scanning for twin two to make sure he doesn't you know um do somersaults with all this newfound freedom and room um so the doctor um kind of guides him down she puts her hands up and she's kind of going down now I felt nothing um and then yeah nine minutes later he made his way out yeah I think I pushed like three times like it was nothing you know I I think it's incredible how baby B or baby number two just instinctively turns and moves down towards the birth canal. I think it's amazing. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah, like they were scanning like an ultrasound and they could see like he stayed, he just yeah. slotted into position. Like he was transverse when she was being born and then he just, like he could have easily so cool. gone bummed down. But no, he just came head down like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he was born with the whitest hair. Like I have, I've never seen a baby so blonde. And I actually said, "Is I got an awful fright." Like I was like, "Is he albino?" And they were all laughing. I was like, "Oh, obviously not." So <laughs> because we're all so dark, I couldn't believe it. And he still has white blonde hair. Um, but yeah, so they took them over, got them dressed, checked them over. And I'm like looking over at them and my legs are still up. And the next thing, the doctor's like stitching. And I'm like, Don't, do I need stitches? I didn't even know. <laughs> like, I didn't even know. I think I just tore a little bit, maybe one or two stitch. Like, I didn't even feel it. I didn't even know know them. They were there even afterwards. Um, so I went, um, I'm just trying to think now. Yeah, so it was just, myself the two midwives and Aaron and the twins then everyone kind of cleared out and yeah I think that was yeah so she was born at 145 and he was born 151 then after or no nine minutes after so whatever that is 154 whatever um and we went back upstairs then around five um like I should actually send you on the pictures of, I haven't showed many people them, the pictures of me after twins, I'm literally glowing. Like, like the biggest smile, like my face, I'm like, it's, I'm just elect, like, yeah, just amazing. And and do you think it's, obviously it's because the twins were there, but like you did it, like yeah. you, you gave birth to them vaginally, which is what yeah, you wanted. Yeah. The forceps didn't get into, in in yeah. your forceps birth didn't get in your way it didn't get into your mental space yeah. I, I don't think that midwife definitely was a woman that you needed yeah, there at that time yeah, yeah oh definitely yeah yeah um and it was just I just couldn't believe because I had never I hadn't heard many stories of um women giving birth to twins vaginally so I was like this is surreal like this is just amazing and then of course everyone was telling me how amazing I was like so of course I was delighted um and that they were so healthy like they were six what was Grace so Grace was 21 she was six eight and Adam was six six yeah yeah and Isabel was only seven pounds so like there was she was on her own like it's mad 
And it's great that you felt so well and so strong carrying nearly 13 pounds um, and the rest. Yeah, it was just my leg. That was the only complaint, like the muscle on the inside of my leg on my left leg was the only complaint I had. I was so lucky. And so I went upstairs and everyone came in like Isabel um, nearly like in on top of them inside in the car. And Alice was just falling. I have a video of her. She's just like sobbing. She's so happy. Um, Yeah, just and then I was so like I bottle fed. I said, no, like I wasn't going to try breastfeeding them. Um, And like that, I was so lucky I had an. A midwife come in, take them at 11 p.m. and drop them back to me at 7 a.m. Um, on all nights. Um, yeah, so I had them on the Wednesday and I came home on Saturday. Yeah, so lucky. Were you nervous about um, Yeah, a bit. Um, I, w- I don't know what it was. I wasn't prepared. I had hardly any clothes for them. I had loads of girls' clothes from Isabel. I had, yeah, I had hardly had any clothes. I had no bottles. I had no formula. Um, what else? Oh, I had that Tommy Tippy prep machine thing. Mom had bought me that. Um, I had, I, I like, I had a, one baby seat. I had, I had two Moses baskets in fairness. Um, so we had to stop in the shop on the way down and get bottles. Um, now the hospital did give me a good few of the small hospital ones um, to keep me going because um, I said to them I was like I don't want to have anything at home I don't know what I don't know what it was I think and like we had changed our car so I wasn't in denial that they were coming or you know, just I didn't want to get anything until we had to get a big minivan of course <laughs> um, and I, yeah we just didn't have anything now another a parent that has or parents that has twins they said take I think they had just turned one when my twins were born and they had a load of stuff so they gave it to us oh brilliant yeah that should really be how it is instead of yeah yeah like I had the car seats and I had the car bases and the buggy and I had all of that um uh, but mom was like, there's be- two babies coming into the house in two days and you wouldn't think it. There's nothing around the place. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it was kind of nervous coming home, right? Um, Grace was kind of slow feeding. Um, it turns out she had a tongue tie on her, her lip tie. So I had to do exercises with her to kind of stretch that. Um, we tried loads of different nipples. The mam one seemed to kind of work for her. Adam was just like a Hulk <laughs> for the bottle straight away, pure boy. Like he, he thrived. Like, um, uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, it was just I was so lucky to have mom for the three months because um, I think it was after Christmas. Then she went back to work, and so there were three, four months. Yeah. And how did you feel um, then with yeah, they uh, just- Isabel? So did you feel because when I when I had in a when I was pregnant with Eva, I felt as you were saying, really, really kind of nervous or sad, maybe that he wouldn't be my baby. So how did yeah, you how how did yeah. Isabel react, and how did you feel then once you'd settled in? Um, 
yeah, we were nervous of Isabel around the twins, obviously, because she's going to treat them like dolls and try and pick them up and stuff. We were afraid. Um, but she was just, she was mad about them. Like, she was so good. She still is so good. She's such a mom to the two of them since day one, really. Um, she's never shown any jealousy to them, really. I remember, right, like, at her second birthday, <laughs> second birthday, it was these, like, two, three or four-month-old babies. And I was bawling. I was like, she's so small, and she has two siblings. She's only two, like. Um, but no, she, and she goes out to play school now. And that's her bit of break. She go, And I send her the five days, even though it's only her first year in play school it's a break for her from the twins as well it's her time you know so she loves that and so they're all about her then when she comes out like um but yeah no I've I'm a lot stricter with the twins so when it comes to routine like our house is routine I was going I was driving people crazy inside the house there for a while but it works now like they sleep they go down at seven they don't wake until seven or eight the next day. Adam would wake the odd time. Um, I, that's just the way he is. He just wakes every now and again. Um, it's not a big deal. Um, and yeah, everything is like routine. But it has to be. It'll be chaos otherwise. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has to be. They ha- yeah. And I like when they would go down night, I wouldn't touch them or pick them up or anything or, you know, at the start yeah so they were sharing a cot until they were six months old oh lovely yeah yeah it was lovely they were like top and tailing and then they went into their own cot in the same room now grace it could be world war three outside she will not wake up from noise whereas adam is a bit more sensitive to noise all right um and yeah it's that's our life (laughs) Brilliant, yeah. No, it, was, it sounds amazing. You could just hear by how you tell your story, how nice it was, and how excited you were. It's unbelievable. Like even when I tell people the story, they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I know, it's mad." Like it's great to have the positive stories though. Like I'm like, yeah, I had I had a quite traumatic experience with Alice, but the rest were just so amazing. Nadia, thank you so much for sharing your story. There's so many people waiting to hear this episode, looking for another twin birth. So thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You are more than welcome to share your story if you'd like to. So simply pop me an email over at irelandsbirthstories.ie or you can get in touch on the Instagram page. I'm quicker at responding to emails than I am on, on Instagram. So... Yeah, you're more than welcome to share your story. Just get in touch and I will chat to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.